Hi, this is Eden Busani, and I'm your host for the Meraki Podcast. Every Monday and Thursday, we upload new episodes from incredible speakers who share their wisdom on important life lessons and their personal journeys towards living a purposeful life. Tune in on Thursdays to get my latest scoop on self-growth and personal development. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel. A little bit about me. I am... Um I born and raised in uh, Siberia, in Russia, actually. I moved here uh, seven and a half years ago on my own. And basically, I have a big background in fitness industry uh, where I was competitor uh, for two years in a row. I'm a personal trainer, uh, fitness nutrition specialist. And as of right now, I'm currently enrolled in life coaching school. So I am becoming a life, basically health and wellness coach for women. That's my true passion. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So we're going to get into that a little bit. You know, we want to hear more about your wellness. And like I saw on your Instagram, your bio was all about, you know, the fitness of the mind, which is something that I also want to get into because it sounds very interesting. Um, so you said you're an athlete. You're a well, you were an athlete, right? Or uh, Yes. I've competed in NBC bikini shows last year and year before that. Okay, so you were an athlete. You are a wellness coach now for women. And what do you do? Like, what what kind of coaching do you do with this wellness uh, career that you chose? Uh, basically, I love to help women to find their own version of wellness and finally help them to get out of dieting and over-exercising world. Just find their own path, what works for them. Because it's never, it's never the same for everyone. You don't have to sit on a diet. You don't have to go to the gym. You don't have to do what everyone else do. I help women not just to discover what their own version of wellness look like, but help build new habits and stick to the plan as well as hold them accountable. Hmm. Okay. So, what made did you like have? So, you were always into fitness. You're saying, right? So, that's probably why you took a this step into the wellness career. I'm sorry, you're breaking out. Can you just? Oh, sorry. Back? Yeah. So, I was saying you were always into fitness. So, that's probably why you started going into the wellness uh, track as well. Um. Yes. Actually, as a side effect, because after competing and my entire life, my weight was up and down 40 pounds honestly it's always been a game it's always been game lose the weight and eventually gain the weight lose gain and even for my shows I lost a bunch of weight and I looked so amazing but it was not sustainable it's always war for picture always war for just the looks I never really cared about my well-being and my health and the last year after the shows where my mental health was suffering, I was miserable. I was hungry. I hated to be lean. I just want to be happy and eat the food. That's where my wellness journey began. That's where I realized that wellness, it's not necessarily your body. It's all together. It's your mind and your Sorry, you just broke up in a second. And if you miss... You just broke up. Again? You want to repeat? Um, you said it's all about your mind and then you broke up. It's all about your mind and body working simultaneously. Uh, it's very important to take care of one and another. 
and never neglect mental health because it all begins from your head. If you don't have a right mindset, doesn't matter what you do, just in actions. You would never yeah. get satisfaction from that. Absolutely. You know, what? I'm so glad I actually found you because this is what this is what I love to talk about. This is what we're all about as a brand. So why don't you elaborate a little bit on that? You know, it's very interesting to hear somebody from who's coming from like a training background in bodybuilding and competition to kind of find that balance that makes them happy. So why don't you elaborate a little bit about the mental health part of it and maybe how it, you know, by when you gained weight, it could have probably affected your confidence, your self-esteem, your image. How did you, how did you um, battle that or come to realize that it's not all? Um, well, it took quite some time, honestly. Um, the last year was my breaking point where I did drop the weight and I had body of my dreams and what everyone says, oh my God, that's amazing. But inside uh, what happened, I developed depression very first time in my life. I never had depression before. I didn't even know what it was. And I started realizing by losing interest in any aspect of my life. I didn't want to hang out with friends. I didn't want to read the books, watch the movies, work. I didn't want to do anything. And the most important I didn't want to eat healthy. I didn't want to work out. So it was very interesting and weird. And as a side effect, I was just crying daily. And mentally it was exhausting because I was just hungry. And my body was just asking for food more and more and more. It took me, um, I would say, five months or six months to recover to normal well-being. Um, and I did it on my own by intuitively eating, start listening to my body. So very often we see on Instagram and just overall people say, just push it. Just do it. Do it anyway. Just go work out. Come on. And right. loser, like, do it. No, that's not the case. Maybe sometimes it's nice to pick your booty up from the couch and do like something productive but if your body tells you day by day relax stop or eat something you want you need to take care of that because if you're gonna sacrifice so many things for such a long periods of time to recover back from that that would cost you so much more so i ended up gaining 25 pounds um working snow workouts for five months maybe sometimes a little bit and I start feeling um, eventually happy, but first I went through gaining weight, depression, and just bad body image. It was all of it. But once I actually enrolled into life coaching, I started to appreciate more mind. And now I'm slowly and gradually losing my weight back, but I'm not dieting anymore. I'm not saying no to things. I just listen what I want. Wow, that is one journey. That's amazing. So you were saying before, I'm just gonna uh, repeat, you were saying that you had like um, self-image, like a negative kind of connotation to the right. way you're looking. Now, I'm assuming that, I mean, it's obvious not, you're not the only one in the world with this issue. There's so many, especially women with social media and like everybody has to be in, within the social media norm, the way people look and dress. So there's a lot going around where girls are just feeling overwhelmed, pressured, and yeah. that leads to a lack of self-esteem, a lack of 
self-love and they can't look at themselves in the mirror without just bursting into tears or hating on what they see. Now, can you give, because you've been in such a situation before, what tips would you give to a girl who's currently going through something like that, whether she's gaining weight, whether she has like acne or something that just really she doesn't like about herself and she can't look at herself in the mirror. What tips would you give to a girl like this to really help boost her self-esteem and to love herself more? Um, it's, it's a lot of great tips. Um, I'll, I guess I would base them off my own experience. Um, things which I think I've done. Honestly, um, take it step by step. So what I'm saying is, for example, you don't like something and if you don't like it, try to work on it, try to fix it, but love yourself in the journey. That's so important. Have fun. I'm not saying if you don't like your weight, no, you're beautiful, stay in this weight. If you don't like it, you can work for that. Right. But the most important thing love yourself in the first place no matter what it is so what I've done I just learned how to love myself by developing self-care routine so I read a lot of self-development books so first of all whatever problem you have educate yourself whatever it is you have problem with weight you have problem with acne you have any problem in this world you can educate yourself and the more educated you are, the more prepared you are. Absolutely. I think meditation uh, is a very big one. And I'm not a pro at it at all. Like, I'm actually so bad at it. But I've done it maybe once a week where I would just close my eyes and appreciate what I have. And, you know, in the beginning, you're almost lying to yourself because, oh, my God, I hate this. I, I, like, what do I appreciate? But the more you do it, the more you become uh, grateful. You really are. So maybe it's hard in the beginning, but it will become your second nature. Spend a couple times a week, maybe once a week, maybe every day if you have time. In the morning, sit down for a minute or two, close your eyes, calm your breaths, and just being grateful. Being grateful, oh my God, you, you have it. You have problems with weight. Some people have much bigger problems than you are. Mm -hmm. so uh self-development definitely the big one um appreciating what you are and how amazing the journey is and what i think this meditation and just appreciation will give you it will connect to your emotions and feelings where it's so much easier already experience that you appreciate something you come in from abundance um abundant life where it's easier to achieve whatever you want um, if you would give me certain examples, maybe I'll help you navigate better what I would do in certain situations. Um, what kind of well, problem you think? Meditation is a really great place to start. Um, we can build on that. Meditation um, is, you know, like you said, a time to just step back from the busy schedules that we have, take time to reflect on our inner selves, to focus on what is bothering us, what is, you know, what is happening with ourselves. Um, our mind is very powerful. And like I, I say this all the time, I also have previous episodes where I say the same thing. Um, just like any technology device that you have today, it can be anything. You, need, you must charge it in order for it to work. It needs to be at 100% battery. It can start with your day with 100% battery, but throughout the day, it's, 
going down and down and down. And if you don't charge it, it's just going to end up dying. So our brain is so much more than any other technological device you can think of. And it can start the day with 100% energy and focus and motivation and productivity. But throughout the day, we tend to lose that. And it's only natural because we only have so much energy in the day to go through with everything that we have to deal with. And if we don't take this time to recharge, which is being with ourselves, it can be meditation, it can be listening to music, going out for a nature walk, reading, doing something that just makes you understand and kind of reflect and bring awareness to yourself, that's meditation. You don't have to be a meditation guru. You don't have to sit 20 minutes. You could just sit literally for five minutes, take a deep breath, and you'll already feel so much better. Yeah, totally. Self-care, self-care is so important, especially for women. It's everything. Absolutely. How you feel about yourself. Yes. Yeah. It's, I mean, like, I talk a lot about self-care. I talk about a lot, you know, self-love and all that. But self-care really is, if you don't care about something, you don't do anything about it. So if we really care about ourselves, we'll start doing things to show that we care, you know? So it's very important yeah. to make sure to keep routines. Also, I talk a lot about routines. It's very important to know that when, especially now with the coronavirus and everything, everyone's losing their schedules and routines and becoming unorganized with their day because there's no, you know, schedule now. So if we can just set the routines that we have to keep an organized day, that's self-care. Right. Right. So yeah. I have... Um, some questions for you from some really, really great um, people who DM'd us questions. And some of them want to remain anonymous, but those that do will give them credit. The first one, her name is Jessie Berman. She asks, how do you find the healthy balance? That's a very good question. Very good question. Um, how do you find healthy balance? Um, actually, that's about routine. That routine would play a big role in here. Uh, you almost, well, it depends where, I guess, uh, but I would assume she's asking healthy balance between work and workouts, life, friends, things like that. I think I find my person in my healthy balance, um, I have my priorities. So I, I, typically write things down and I do have routines. So for me to have a healthy balance, I need to write down each day things I need to get done. And some of them non-negotiables. So that is, has to be absolutely done. One thing, my work, one thing for my family, one thing for myself. So every day I spread things into buckets. So, and every day, the most important thing, you have to do something for yourself. We very often neglect, neglect ourselves where we are losing balance because you've done so much at work and you probably did this and this and this and it's not balanced because you're losing the, what's most important, that's you. So I think once I start taking time for myself in terms of um, read some book and put this on the schedule, like literally, not like, oh my God, I'll get to that. No. That is non-negotiable. Or tomorrow, for example, I spend an hour taking a bath and watching my show and putting my face mask. And another day, I will go for the walk with my dog. 
And if you're really busy, you really have to schedule those things <laughs> because yeah, you plan on them, but they might not happen. So each day take and do one thing for yourself. Spend 45 minutes to an hour. If you have more time, that's great. And I think this will make you feel that you have more balance in your life. Okay, great answer. Question number two, Alessandra Davin. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. How can I stay consistent with my health to fitness journey? Um, it depends what the goal is, um, ultimate goal. Um, I would think consistent with the meals and exercise schedule. Um, it comes with a habit. So it's a rule, technically. I can't remember how many days, 21 and 28. I would say 21. If you do the same thing for 21 days, it becomes a habit. Whatever 21. you do. 21. So um, it works. Super God, it works. I've had so many, not the bad habits, but like habits in the past where, for example, I stopped going out to the gym when I face depression and like, I don't want to do it anymore. I've been going for years. I'm done. So I stopped going and I didn't go for like 20 months. It was so hard to be consistent coming back. And I was also asking these questions to others. How do you stay consistent? And I realized that you have to do no matter what it takes for 21 day, same thing over and over and over again. And what happens after that, you will make time. You don't have to find an excuse why you cannot make it because that's the problem with consistency. You will naturally go after what you want, whatever it is. Okay. I mean, I agree. I've been doing that. I've been trying to wake up at five o'clock in the morning. Now, I am the last person to be a morning person. <laughs> I hate morning. I hate the mornings. I mean, I love it, but I don't like waking up out of the cozy. You know, I, I say the best time of sleep is when you have to wake up. Suddenly you're feeling all cozy. Suddenly you're, you're getting the best sleep you need. So I actually forced myself for 21 days to wake up at five o'clock in the morning. Mm. It was torture. It was torture. And every day I woke up more tired than the day before. So I researched it because it doesn't <laughs> make sense. Why am I waking up more tired than yesterday? But you know, at the end of the 21 days, it was just a natural biological clock. It just became a habit. I couldn't like just go back to sleep. It was just natural for me. So that's amazing. That's amazing. I should, I should do this for my sleep schedule too. <laughs> I like 5 a.m. idea. It feels like you have so much time in your day. I think, I think it's, yeah, I think it's so good that you do that. Yeah, but also you go to sleep early because you wake up early. So you got to like go to sleep at 10 or uh, like 11, 10. Not so, later. Yeah. Gotcha. You have to go sleep right after this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, what, that's the plan. <laughs> awesome. So, we have one last question from an anonymous uh, follower. She asks, um, I have weighed over 250 pounds for the last three years. How do I stay emotionally healthy through this journey? emotionally healthy, not physically healthy. So I'm, I'm assuming she is in the process of um, working through some exercise program, nutrition program. Well, I wouldn't know, but. Right. But sounds like, general. sounds like. Yeah. Emotionally healthy. Um, so that's a very good one too. Um, here it comes balance. 
Um, so it's great uh, to build some consistency. Um, so I think emotional health will come through where you have routine and same time you are in tune with your body. So my big suggestion will be definitely um, take it step by step and don't be so hard on yourself because first, first thing, don't look at the scale, emotional health. Don't look at the scale. Hell, like scale, it's, I don't know. I hate the scale. I don't look at the scale. I look how my clothes fit. So I think it's a big part of remain happy, especially for women. Once we see the scale, it feels like world just smashing around. Um, so no scale, no scale allowed. Um, I would say maybe once a month. I think emotionally healthy, it's always a good idea to vision um, your end result. Maybe create some vision board. Maybe just have some something in your mind. What, why are you doing this? What event are you attending? Or maybe what clothes you want to fit into? Or maybe it's about your health and maybe it's not about the looks. So what your end goal is, um, make a practice to vision this every day. So part of your meditation, maybe before the bed, um, maybe in the morning. So emotionally healthy, um, that that would be having. Um, sorry, that would have a big impact on that. Um, definitely get. I when I used to would get so frustrated and on my journey to my like weight loss journey and everything, I would literally save up all the money I have and go for massage or for the yoga class. It was tremendous, tremendous impact, especially massage, where you almost feel like, oh my God, I deserve this. Like I've been working out so hard. I eat so good. I want to treat myself. So spa or massage, make it a routine, like once a month, maybe once every two months. Um, so that was one of the things I've done. And one more to keep myself emotionally healthy. I had reward first of all cheat meal a hundred percent have to be there if somebody on a very strict diet um i hope not because strict diets never never win but if someone is on a strict diet they should always have a cheat meal like once a week um have something they like if they are not on a strict diet then that comes with um um just being tuned with your body like what do you like to eat if you want a cookie, it's not going to ruin your day. It's not going to give you 10 pounds on top. Have the cookie and that's okay. And tomorrow is a new day. You're fine. You're totally fine. Like nothing will happen. And I had something else in my mind. I forgot what it was. It was something interesting. Oh, oh um, reward. Every time I would fit into the next size, every time I would be so good with my diet, aside of having cheat meal, I would buy myself something either it's a dress or maybe some makeup or whatever you know your budget is something which is not too cheap but not too expensive something to look forward it's almost give you like a little boost and emotional happiness um to kind of like work harder and stay happy same time i don't know they're just my things i've done no it's a beautiful thing it's beautiful now before um this is like the last question already i just want to say um we are talking about like 
weight loss and confidence and, you know, the way image and self-love and all that. And it's it, sometimes it can be very, a very sensitive topic, especially when we're talking to a group of women because of the way they already feel about themselves. And, you know, we tend to be more emotional. So I just want to put out there that when, when, so if you decide to go on a diet, like you said before, you should be for yourself, not for anybody else, not because, oh, um, this is the amount I should be weighing. This is how, this is the curves I should have. This is how I should look. So I should lose weight, you know, um, because then there's no motivation there. And then you're forcing yourself and it's miserable and you start becoming sad and depressed and the rest comes along with it. But if you're doing it for yourself, then you're yeah. already not comparing yourself to anybody else. And comparison is the biggest thing when it comes to them. And you're always comparing. Yes. Love it. You yes. should compare yourself to yourself yesterday, a year ago, a month yes. ago, not to anyone else. And even if you are overweight, so what? Are you happy with it? If you are, if it's already a health issue, then that's a different story. But if you're a little bit overweight, that's okay. If you're happy with it, that's fine. If you're scared somebody's not going to love you because you're 10 pounds overweight or even 20 pounds overweight, you know, it's not a health crisis if you're even 20 pounds overweight. Like I said, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And to some people, you might be beautiful. To some, you might not. But that's nothing personal because you can't please everybody. You can't be beautiful to everybody. You need to be beautiful to yourself. So when you start with yourself, then everything else starts to fall into place. You don't feel pressured and this anxiety and stress. You have to be on a diet. You have to do this. And you don't have to do anything. One more thing I want to add. Go for Very it. Very important one. Surround yourself with people who value you for who you are. Yes. Because if you surround yourself with negativity, you are becoming the one. So if it means you have to cut off your friends or your family or whatever it is, don't let anyone be negative about you or what you're doing. Because if you're truly passionate what it is, I don't care if your family or best friend forever, they should never be able to speak their mind if this is really affecting you. So if you know something is right for you, if you think you should be doing this or not doing that, that's only your choice. Don't surround yourself ever with negativity. Thank you for tuning in to the Meraki podcast and for joining me on the adventure of my life. I hope you found this episode to be enjoyable and valuable. You can find out more about us at MerakiOfficial.com. If you enjoyed this episode and feel others can benefit from it as well, spread the love by sharing.